Hi, my name is Robbie Atkinson. I'm the founder of the Foundation for Interethnic Restoration, a nonprofit organization dedicated to fostering open discussion about racial trauma. I'm 26 years old and I'm a Jamaican American. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm Cameron. I'm the social media moderator for FIRE. I am Black American. My mother is a Caribbean immigrant. Um, her, her parents, my grandparents, are from uh, St. Kitts and Barbados, and my dad is African-American. Um, I just graduated from Georgia State University with a major in global studies. Hello, everyone. I'm Melis Krell, and I joined FIRE in July, and I'm a volunteer research analyst. Um, so I grew up in Turkey. I'm Turkish. And um, so uh, I get a PhD in sociology and I really enjoy talking about race and ethnicity. I also really enjoy teaching about race and ethnicity. Hi, I'm Naziat Hassan. Um, I'm also a FIRE volunteer. Um, I joined about last month. Um, I joined FIRE last month. Um, I am a Bengali, I'm a Bangladeshi American, the first generation. Um, and I grew up in the United States. Um, I have a background, I have a master's in mental health counseling. I'm a licensed mental health counselor, also an educator. Um, I teach psychology courses at the City University of New York. And I'm just excited to be here at FIRE to promote um, equity and fairness in the workplace and institutions and throughout the world. Awesome, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, for today's topic, it is being the only racial minority in the workplace. And as you guys, audience has just heard that we come from uh, varying backgrounds and I wanted us to contribute our own experiences in the workplace, especially uh, being from working in different locations um, in the United States or even outside of the United States. So uh, my first question or really just an analysis, really. I'm curious, um, raise your hand if you have been the only racial minority in the workplace. Okay, cool. So three out of four, so this should be interesting. Mm. So the first experience that immediately comes to mind was my experience working as a hostess in a downtown Atlanta on Peachtree Street at this um, Chinese restaurant. And I was the only black hostess that they'd had they had not and they had actually told me they had not hired a black person there since like 2003 and I had gotten hired there around 2016 and so it was not oh you know initially because of my previous experiences the work that I've done and even just the friend group had I'm used to having a variety of people within our friend group to where you're sometimes the only black person or maybe there's one other black person in the friend group but like I was used to being around a mostly Asian community or just friend group in general. So this actually, this I felt, I didn't feel any kind of way about it, but I later realized that that was not the case for other people who perhaps their friend group was relegated simply to people who look like them. And so I kind of saw, it was not overt. And I would definitely say that for many years, I look back on the experience and I kind of said, oh, well, there are a lot of responses that I got, a lot of reactions that I, I kind of tried to defend it and say, oh no, they probably just didn't like this about me or that about me. But several people that I described the scenario to were just like, and you're sure it wasn't because you were 
black. And it, it was kind of a moment where I had to like pause and it kind of made me really think about that. But it was, it was rough. It was rough. And I even remember on occasion being poked and prodded by my coworkers. And if I ever responded angrily, the first thing they'd say is, oh, is she having an attitude? Oh, she's angry. She's having an attitude. Um, and I instantly knew one that I could not respond a certain way because of the angry black woman trope. And so that was one of those uncomfortable situations where you want to react, but you know that if you react, people will only see the way you reacted and not why you reacted that way. And you will always be seen as in the fault. In addition to that general stereotype that's just out there. So that was my experience. Robbie mentioned something called the angry black woman. Um, for the audience, for those who may not know, um, the angry black woman is a term used to kind of dismiss the feelings usually of a black woman whenever a black woman is being seen as quote unquote emotional. Irrational and emotional therefore cannot make a logical contribution to the conversation. And so it's a way to dismiss her experience or um, contributions. Wow, the angry black woman. Um, when I was in graduate school, the experience was a little bit different, maybe because, you know, I was younger or who knows, maybe because I was in the sociology program where we would always talk about um, race and ethnicity. So although I was the only Turkish student, but I didn't really, you know, feel as different the way that I felt different at the professional environment right now. Um, so where I live, it is a very beautiful but also remote area in um, New York State. So I live in a very small town and it's predominantly white population. Um, and I work in a college environment. It's also very predominantly white. And I am the only um, um, Turkish faculty. And as far as I know, we do have about, I think, one uh, faculty of color so it's the faculty itself is also very white as well i think um, what i feel is i'm struggling with the sense of belonging sometimes um so you know you don't really know how to act you don't really know you know what to say and it might be because um i have also a hybrid identity you know so i'm not definitely white and um that's kind of maybe the way that i feel um, so that also comes um, through as well. Or maybe um, sometimes um, it's just people don't know what to say and how to act around me. So this is overall, um, I guess, how do I feel? But um, I totally understand um, how Robbie mentioned about the angry black women, because I think if you are the only one representing your either ethnic identity or racial identity, you always kind of feel like, um, you know, people look at you. And the moment that if I feel like, you know, I show anger, I show frustration, I also feel the pressure that I'm going to be like an angry, you know, Mediterranean woman or angry, just um, fearless, um, just like a foreign woman. So I totally understand um, how you um, just uh, explain and feel about that. You mentioned a, a hybrid identity. That's also an interesting, I think, thing to note, because then what I've also experienced is uh, so I was in another workplace where I was not the only black person, but during that shift, I was the chef in the back. So this is a different restaurant. It was in Five Points, Atlanta. And 
so you get you get a variety of people coming in. Sometimes you see businessmen. Sometimes you see homeless people who would wander in. The chef was Hispanic. Um, his son was Hispanic. The owner was a Korean woman, and um, most times she was not there. So I was there in the front, and people kind of come up to you and they hear you talk and they say for a second. Oh, wait a second, you sound a bit different. You have an accent. And I'm like, yes, my family's from Jamaica. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you did seem different. And it's it, you become aware of the fact that people look at you and immediately assume just black American. And then when you put in Jamaican or Caribbean, um, suddenly the people start voicing like, yeah, I could tell something was different. And you become aware of the fact that there's a, there's an expectation that people approach you with. And when they realize that you don't quite fit that, they don't know what box to put you in. And so when you say that, then they're like, okay, then they can breathe a, a sigh of relief, so to speak. Because they know what that difference is, what that, right. what that thing is. Both of you guys mentioned, um, or kind of that lingering question in the back of your head. Is it because of my race that they're, or ethnicity that they're treating me this way. Like, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, and once, uh, Nazi, I want you to share your story too, because I'm curious. It's kind of like that lingering question in the back of your head. Like, I'm not sure if you're treating me this way because of my race or something else, but I know at least that you are treating me differently. Yes, I totally feel um, the way because sometimes I believe that people can be, you know, different in the social situation. So um, they don't really have enough, I guess, socialization or training. But then um, I do agree with Cameron because sometimes you kind of feel like, oh, you know, definitely someone is treating me a little bit differently, right? So that's maybe another way of saying. Um, what I also heard from um, Ravi's uh, view it's just like uh, people are socialized to homogenize groups, either, you know, the way that they are told or the way that they expose to the media. So they see uh, one image of either a black woman, one image of a Middle Eastern woman, one image of an Asian woman. If you are different than what they expected in their mind, and then uh, even though you know like you don't want to question yourself you just like a question because like what is really going on like why i have to explain myself to this stranger right so